Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Huddle. Mike, Dave, and Sid on his way in. Uh, we can't wait to talk baseball. Of course, Twins talk of the town. And who better to talk about it than Tom Kelly? And Tom, I had a nice visit with you the other day as you, as you sit and watch this team and you, and you see what, uh, uh, what moves the needle for them and you watch the other teams and you see. And we, we had an interesting conversation because you watch Seattle and, and you're right. It, it's hard uh, on this roster. To, they've got a lot of new names in there. It used to be so identifiable with, with Griffey and Martinez and all those. Uh, this team they're running out is, is interesting, but I don't know a lot about them. Good morning. Morning. Dave still there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I got a question for you, but I'm going to get you warmed up first. I see. <laughs> uh, well, Mike, uh, it's the evolution of the game. And, sure. Uh, there's, good, uh, there's some good times and there's maybe some not-so-good times, but uh, we can't worry about the Seattles and what they're going through right now. But uh, uh, the Twins are definitely uh, certainly look like the team to beat. Uh, I remember uh, opening day having a little discussion with Rocco, and uh, he was you know, a little nervous, as he should be. Um, hell, I was nervous every game pretty much going out there, but uh, uh, that was all normal. But uh, I told him, Rocco, listen, the bottom line is if you pitch good, you'll be a smart man. And if you don't pitch good, you won't be so smart. So uh, they've been pitching Fairly well, uh, probably better than most as a group. Um, the only concern that I may have, Mike and Dave, is that uh, I, I'd sure like to see the starters pitch into the game a little bit longer and keep those bullpen people in the right spots. You, you'll see we, we're going with 13 pitchers now, and boy, i sure like to get that number down to 12 if we could. Give a little more breathing room on the bench and allow some of the bench players to get a little bit more time in the game because we're going to need them as the year rolls along. No question about that. We see that now with the injury to uh, uh, Garver as as well as our designated hitter. So uh, again, uh, the only thing that I could maybe raise an eyebrow to is that uh, keep get the starters into the game just a little bit longer but uh, as a group they've been doing very well and and uh, the pitching and defense as we all know will carry us through so uh, we can keep that pitching staff on the right track I think uh, things are going to be very bright. Tom, I've got a lot of Twins-related stuff, uh, but I have to admit when Mike sent me the email that uh, you were going to be on this morning, as a coincidence, last night I was sorting through some older baseball cards and I came across Vern Rule. And knowing you were going to be on with us, I wonder if you remember the launch angle and the exit velocity (laughs) of your longest career home run in the major leagues. Well, I had my eyes closed, so I can't tell you any of that. But, uh, again... uh, had some fortunate burn past 
Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we lost that game. I got two hits that game. Uh, one was a home run, but I think we lost 4-2. to two. And uh, you always remember it. I thought I in Detroit, the old stadium, I thought I hit it pretty good. And, and uh, I had my chest all out, running down first to first. And then uh, as the uh, right fielder began to get back to the fence and start to jump, I said, oh, my God. <laughs> so I have to get running here. But uh, it managed to get over. And, and uh, so that was the one and only. And uh, uh, we'll take it. A lot of guys like to have that one. I bet they will. You know, I've never asked you this, Tom, but what what do you remember about when you got the call up? Were you, were you in AAA at the time? Did a manager call you in? What happened? Yeah. Um, it was, uh, we were in Tacoma, and, uh, of course, it was earlier in the day uh, with the time change and all that stuff. So uh, I forget who. Uh, we had an assistant. Uh, his name was, uh, he was assistant GM, Ron. Zolo was his name. I'll never forget. And uh, he got a hold of me and and uh, uh, said, "You're going to the big leagues. I got to get you moving here." So uh, it all happened uh, quickly. I remember he took me. A couple guys came, and we went out to uh, eat a lunch. And I remember we had ribs. <laughs> and I remember getting on the airplane and getting very sick. I don't know what it was, but uh, uh, it wasn't a pleasant flight, that's for sure. But uh, I remember getting off the plane and still being ill. So uh, I don't know if that was nerves or the the ribs or what, but something got me. Tom, uh, with new players, did you like to try to get them in fairly quickly? Absolutely. Uh, uh, I'm going to say something that's no offense to the great Frank Quillacy, the most uh, um, – possibly the biggest ambassador of Minnesota Twins baseball that Minnesota has ever had. Frank did so much for the for baseball here in Minnesota as a player, manager, coach, uh, uh, ambassador for the game, radio, TV. Uh, did so many, many, many things uh, that we're all envious of that he did all these things. It's just remarkable. But I remember when I got called up, I sat on the bench, I think it was 10 days, Ooh. And uh, I was cheerleader down there and cheering and that sort of thing. And and uh, I finally got to pinch hit in Baltimore against Jim Palmer. I think it was the top of the ninth. <laughs> and uh, I remember hitting a ground ball between first and second. Gritch dove for it. He caught it, flipped it to Palmer, out. And so I made a right-hand turn. And, and uh, I can't remember when I played again, but... Uh, uh, I know I sat there for 10 days and didn't do anything. So I always felt that uh, just my own experience, I would uh, try to get the guys in as soon as possible and uh, try to make them feel part of the team and, and uh, get some of those uh, maybe nerves out of their system if, if that's possible. But, uh, no, we try to get them in quickly. You know, Tom, as you watch what the Twins have done to, to Seattle uh, for three straight days, if if it's trending like that, if your rotation's getting beat up like they are, how do you handle the next day's pitcher as he sits and watches this for a couple of days? Is there anything you try to do? Well, they were up against it, Mikey. They were pitching uh, last night, LeBlanc. I think he was coming off the disabled list. Yeah. Yes. Or injured list, whatever it's called. And, uh, uh, you know, so now you're – you're holding on to your seatbelt in the dugout and hoping he gets through five, six innings. And, and, of course, that didn't happen. He 
certainly wasn't uh, very sharp. And he's been a decent pitcher over the last couple of years, so it's, it's a shame. But these fellows uh, do get hurt. But, um, uh, we, well, you have this is when you're looking at the 13 pitchers in the bullpen, and, and this is the reason why, because the starters don't get into the game. And uh, fortunately for Seattle, uh, Tacoma is right down the street. Sure. AAA affiliate, so that 40-45 minute ride isn't too bad. So uh, I'm sure they'll be shuttling again today, trying to get some reinforcements in. But uh, you just sit there and hope, Mike, that uh, the starter can get you at least, especially the guy coming off the injured list. Uh, need to, you know, you can't expect him to pitch seven innings or anything, but sure like to see him get five or so and make a decent dent into the game but that didn't happen and uh, of course here's a parade of guys out of the bullpen and and uh, that's never good. Tom there used to be rules both written and unwritten about how to construct a, a lineup in batting order. Uh, this <laughs> Twins batting order right now is maybe unlike any we've ever seen you get you know you're going to face seven eight and nine the next inning and boy that's no picnic. Well again the, the Twins are uh, in a good spot this year. A lot of their uh, acquisitions have certainly come through, uh, Shope and Crone, and and uh, those and, and Merwin at uh, utility guy, uh, Gonzalez, Gonzalez uh, he's been just uh, terrific. So all three guys have contributed immensely. And, and there's no easy spots in the lineup uh, with Buxton coming on and, and Kepler and you, know, you go on and on right through Eddie and and uh, Jorge, uh, so it, it's been uh, the, and the catcher spot has been, you know, what more could you ask for? Out of Castro's had a big comeback year for him, and of course Garver was doing terrific until he got hurt. But um, you know, there's no easy spots, and and it's and and the thing is that I think uh, relevant is that. Uh, one or two guys can and go on a little bit of a maybe a slump, and you don't really notice it too much because the others are doing so well. So there's always people in the lineup that can pick you up, and and uh, uh, it makes for a formidable lineup and no easy outs for the uh, uh, the pitcher. That's for sure. So uh, again, the number of guys in the lineup are contributing in a big way. So, you know, I know Eddie had a little bit of a rough go, you know, for a week or so. But you you don't really notice it because so many others are doing so much. So uh, that's a good thing and, and uh, very fortunate because, you know, a lot of years if you're, you know, maybe your top guy or two isn't really hitting much this week, you might have a little bit of a tough time. But uh, not in this case. Uh, you know, Crone's been just terrific and show sure. and uh Crone at first has been uh, wonderful. He's been terrific over there. Yep. So it's uh, um, got to give the front office a lot of credit for uh, finding the right guys this year, and of course Perez and the pitching staff. So uh, a lot of good things happening right now. Uh, the idea is to try to keep them all on the field as much as we possibly can. And uh, if we miss uh, a guy or two here and there, we certainly have guys like Astadelio on the bench who can uh, can do, uh, you know, contribute and, and get the ball in play and make some things happen. And and so uh, the big key is down to the pitchers and, 
and uh, keeping them uh, in the right spots and keeping them healthy. And, and uh, um, one thing that gets neglected a little bit, Dave and Mike, is the bullpen, uh, AAA baseball, yep. Rochester. Having guys there that can come up and pick up for like a Hildenberger who yep. had a little bit, a little bit of a rough time, and uh, he can go down, get himself straightened out, hopefully. And uh, but you bring guys up like McGill, uh, who certainly can contribute. Uh, having these people at AAA and be, being having the option of sending people down who are having a little bit of a rough time. And bringing somebody back up that can take their place—that's that's really big. Uh, so, having a, a strong AAA pitching staff uh, is is certainly uh, uh, a big factor, and, and uh, it'll be allow the manager to send some guys down that maybe need a little rest or retuning, and then come back. So, but having people there to pick you up is is very very important. Tom, it's 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 just so much fun talking baseball with Tom Kelly. We are we are out of time, but Mike and I can't thank you enough for joining us. Yeah, this morning. thanks much, Tom. Sid will be in in the next ten minutes. We'll get your Murray things. certificate. I got them all stacked up here. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. I got a special spot. I'm still waiting. Okay, we'll, right. we'll get you one. We all, we'll make yeah, sure it leaves here to, in the mail tonight. <laughs> I don't know how that guy stays in business. It gives so many of those away. I know, all freebies. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Well, we hope you'll occupy one of those booths. That's no, Tom. we're not concerned about that. Dave. We're not going to be concerned. Tom, thanks so right. much. You fellas have a good morning. You Great. too. Thanks, Tom. Tom Kelly, right. we'll be back with more right after this. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. Mike, we're back with a little bit of follow-up to that, Tom Kelly. You said it, too. I thought that you know, sometimes you ask a fairly innocuous question, you get a really thoughtful answer. Him sitting 10 days really made yeah. an impression on him. Yeah, and it's funny. You know, all managers, you talk to Bud Grant about the time they sat in the locker room at Michigan before a game, yeah. and it forever changed his philosophy. Of course, they ended up being late for a game. In Detroit. But these yeah. guys put this away in terms of when they get to be a manager or a coach, things that they think work and don't work. And that's the first time I heard him mention that, but – uh, you know, Tom is so interesting because he, he sees the game. He sees a different game than most people see when he watches it. He has that ability. He and Paul Molitor and guys like that, that they, they they see what's really going on with the team. And when you watch Seattle this week, doesn't it look like it, – it, it, Byron Buxton was up last night. It looked like the pitcher has no chance that if he throws a strike – they're going to hit it and hit it hard. You think Buxton was maybe dialed in on that oh, ball? Oh, he's had a great week. I mean, you can't explain – uh, their, their only downside is you don't need to keep uh, listening or watching because the game's over after the third or fourth inning. But you watch this, and I, I just I, I can't recall them ever having. They've hit as I heard Dick Bramer say the other night they've hit as many home runs going into last night as they hit the entire 1976 season. Wasn't that an incredible stat? Wow, the whole season, the whole season. And they're beyond that. Yeah, that was I, that was the middle of the game. They had three home runs to go. I sat with C.J. Crone the other day, and I watched him take early batting practice. They take the machine out there, and he was in a little bit of a slump at the time. And so he was just setting it for curveballs. And uh, to watch him bring his wrist through and how he does it and stays loose, I mean, he's hitting balls into the third deck. And he's just trying to get his swing down. And, and you watch this, and, you, and, then, and then Kepler came out, and he settled at 90, and he had to come. As, and you watch how quickly he turns and get, hits the ball. You go, that's it, man. These, these guys are so freakish and so much better than – uh, you know, the general population and what they can do, but nope. they, they are dialed in. I'm going to jump in here. We we purposely went along with Tom Kelly. We don't get that uh, opportunity that often. Take a break here and then come back for about a minute wrap-up. Uh, 
also on Twins Baseball. That'll be right after the sports huddle. Sid, Dave, and Mike. Right, Mike, we got about uh, two minutes to go. Sid's in. We'll get him involved at uh, the uh, 10.05 mark. We said something uh, before we got Tom Kelly on, and we had both come to the same conclusion. I don't remember so many bad teams in baseball. I, you know, nobody's a bad team. They're all, you get to major leagues, you got to be good. But Baltimore, non-competitive. Toronto, worst we've seen in years. Seattle. They can't field, Mike. They can't. And they catch were thirteen a ball. and two to start. They the started year. thirteen and two, and they, they they're the worst defensive team I've seen in years. Yeah, that's guy just paying Tom Kelly and others to watch. Yeah, we well, didn't get a chance to talk. I bet Tom would have been interesting on that. So they can't pull. They can't catch a ball. They're giving away like a run a game or something like that. That they're just giving away. And then there's all the other ones where they give a base away here or there. And 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 like I said. Who do you recognize? Encarnacion, you know, in that in that order. And you don't think and, of him as a Seattle player? No, and, and Gordon, who because he's got a brother that plays here, and he's a pretty good player. And that's about it. But uh, uh, they should be better than that. The Angels, you know, watching them earlier this week, um, they might have a chance to because. <laughs> Their roster is fortified, you yeah. know. You get Trout and Otani starting to hit a little bit now. Uh, they could be at least interesting, but Houston's already really won that division. And and I don't know that – I just don't see how Cleveland can catch the Twins when you watch this. I'd hate to play the Twins. You know, I, I spend a lot of time on MLB.com, and there are people on, uh, you know, Twins Daily and whatever complain, well, they never talk about the Twins. Well, that's, not, that's a good observation. You know, the East Coast media rarely talk about the Twins. That may not be a bad thing, but they do talk about Houston. I mean, the Astros yeah. right now are the darlings of baseball with what they're doing. Yeah, they're hot, and uh, I wish the Twins would have had them on the – wouldn't it have been fun if they had played them in July instead of – Oh, yeah. I mean, beggars can't be choosers. We're just happy that they, we have a major league team here. But but as you look at now, it would have really been fun if they'd have matched up with Houston a couple times in, in July or something like that because these are two really good baseball teams. Well, we're running out of time, but uh, no P.J. Fleck today. Uh, P.J.'s uh, traveling and not able to join us today. At uh, 1020, though, we will be talking to Gopher softball coach Jamie Traxel. That's a really good story. Big question. You know, will they play, can they play today? There's two games before theirs, and then the third in the weather forecast. Not at all good, and we'll get to Sid involved, and that'll happen about uh, five minutes from right now. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.